What's up, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's your man, GB. So, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, and um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So let's just dive in. Of course, I'm never by myself. I've got my good brother with me, Courtney Beard. What's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. Is it the last segment yet? Is it the last segment <laughs> of the show yet? It's not. We know why we're here. We know why we're here. <laughs> we're just, we're just the getting people started. know why we're here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have heard your cry, people. Oh, we have heard you. <sighs> We've heard you loud. Oh, have we heard you, man? Oh, man. Listen, everywhere is popping, and we're we promise we are we we like to give a holistic view of the sport and tell you, and we will. But rest assured, we are going to have a lot to say. I think we might say some things that perhaps some other folks can't. I, I don't know. And guess who's not here to not defend the son of a plumber, but the son of a plantation owner, yeah. one Brandon Jehoshaphat Kleck, who should be here because he's in New York City. Mm-hmm. He needs to defend the honor of his father. But yet he chooses to escape out of here like a little weasel. Probably because he's somewhere meeting with his father. That's probably what that is. You know, he's probably meeting with him right now to try to. I I hope it would be to figure out an end for all of us. But, you know, my, my concern is if perhaps he finds out, you know, that we resemble Kofi, that maybe we might not get an end. I don't know. Well, you know, Brandon J. Clack, the J stands for turncoat. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be Judas, yes. Brandon Judas. There we go. Brandon That's Judas right. Clack. Judas Clack <sighs> is over there meeting in New York with uh with with, with old Linda uh, in her cabinet and old uh, Vinnie Mac. Well, see, he's probably steering clear. I gave him an assignment. I told him to go by Madison Square Garden and quicken one good time. But he, if he goes by there, he's going to pray and ask them not to let the G1 Supercard in, which is completely. He will. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, dude, let him in. This is good for wrestling. Go, go, go over to Brooklyn, Clack. Go over to Brooklyn and pray now. You're, you're one of those new age fans. <laughs> yeah, he gets to go over to the Barclays Center, which, side note, you know, uh, branding is everything. I think it's intriguing that they're going to have takeover at the Barclays Center, which has been the home of Takeover Brooklyn for five, for almost five years now, but they're going to call it Takeover New York. No, well, well, they can brand as much as they want. The cat is out the bag. We're smarter. We are what you consider smart marks mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and so this thing, the old old days where we had to wait for Willie after to tell us what to think. We know what to think, and we know that this is really just highfalutin. This is just Brooklyn, fam. It's Brooklyn. It's the Barclays Center. Uh, I mean, that. yeah, that's like telling me, okay, take when I— Take over New York. Take over New York, but— Get okay. out of here. Yeah. How's your week been, man? Man, listen, I uh, I don't have a clue what's happening. I have, I'm dealing with some type of a back issue this week. So being that I'm in Texas and a la San Antonio— I am going to need the prayers that healed Shawn Michaels uh-huh. when he lived in San Antonio. Yeah. So as we told Clack to go by Madison Square Garden, I do intend to go by Cornerstone where Pastor John Hagee, where Shawn Michaels is a member and also a life group leader and say, 
do your thing, sir. That would be a lot of fun, for sure. That'd be fun. So we are now at week 31 uh, as we are tracking for Baby Bonnerfide. And I have a very interesting assignment that I'm doing now. Uh, okay. We are making room for Baby Bonnerfide. And so, you know, whenever one makes room, the one that gets sacrificed, of course, is the father, the man, of course. So uh-huh. my massive... CD collection is now having to be consolidated to make room for Baby Bonnerfied. And so this is a rather interesting project. Um, my wife was, you know, she had this whole speech prepared where she was going to try to convince me of the need to either put them in storage and all this other stuff. And I already had a solution. My solution was let's go get some uh, CD notebooks. Uh, let's put the covers and the CDs in there and let's get an external hard drive and go digital. And, you know, I want to keep the liner notes, but I want to be able to have this stuff accessible. And she was just like flabbergasted because she was like, I prepared a whole argument. I'm supposed to be able to argue you down and I can't. So, so what are you going to do with the hard copy of these CDs? So what I'm going to do is I'm actually keeping the CD, the physical CD. I'm putting the jacket with the liner notes and the CD inside of a CD notebook, and then we'll take the jackets and we'll we'll discard the jackets. You know, if you guys run out of space, GB, because I'm a good friend, here's what I'll do for you. What's that? I'm willing to hold the CDs at my house. That's very kind of you, sir. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I mean, I don't. Normally, I'd have talked to Quinetta about these things, but you know, I'm gonna go on the record and say that I, I'm willing to hold them. It's like it's both of ours. But if we just keep it in my house. There, well, there you go. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> and uh, when I need them, I guess I'll just teleport there, perhaps. Uh, we'll, 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 let's work on that when it happens. Yeah, when but it, right now, let's just just send them over. <laughs> Here's the funny part. We don't part. need to work out the details. The really funny part is, as I'm going through them, I have a lot of stuff that's not found on Apple Music, that's not on Dude, iTunes. I, like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, amazing. So, so. There are songs that there, there's, it, it doesn't it make you feel like you've gone crazy because you knew that a CD existed in yes. the 80s, but you can't find it. Absolutely. There was a 90s remix album that Boys to Men did. Yes. That sounded very a la Jodeci. Okay. And I can't find that thing anywhere. Yeah. I've looked on Amazon. I've looked on Apple Music, Spotify. Yeah. I know I'm not crazy. You just said you remembered mm-hmm. it. And, uh, you know, Somebody out there has a CD, so if anybody out there has that Boys to Men remix album, send it to your boy. I refuse. When I say that people are stupid, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> if I've oh, ever, you if I've <laughs> actually said anybody, you just said when. That's if I actually do call oh, anybody. Boy, oh. my wife has been talking to me saying that uh, that people are offended. Well, maybe you listen to her because I've said it. A few others have said it, but you know she has the ear. Uh, so perhaps you you'll listen to her. We hope. Listen, the, the, are you? Do you know who the few others that have texted me to say it's, I shouldn't call them stupid? Mm-hmm. Those are the stupid. See, there you go. So last week on the show, let's just move out of this. We recapped WWE Fastlane, and uh, we got you updated on the New Japan Cup. Chaotic episodes of Raw and SmackDown, and we asked the question, what should the final image of WrestleMania 35 be? Plus, we talked about uh, Harlem Heat's inclusion in the Hall of Fame, 
and determining if Booker T should now be considered the greatest African-American wrestler of all time. Lots of ground we covered on last week's show, so go ahead, check it out. You can check it out at BonnerFiedRadio.com or, of course, via podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, we've got a brand new episode today, and there's so much to talk about. Courtney, tell them what's up for this week's show. Welcome to episode 157 of The Faction right here on Bonner 5 Radio. We'll kick things off with an update from New Japan. That's right, we're giving you that New Japan and ROH information. We even have a wild update for you. And don't forget, we're going to talk WWE Raw and WWE SmackDown. Mm. Is it cold? I don't really, who knows? But we're going to kick things off because you know what this is. It's a Celtic invasion by Becky Lynch. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. This is a total package Lex Luger and you are turned into The Faction. Without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. Now, 
with Celtic Invasion, Becky Lynch's theme song. GB, give us the news. All right. So before we get to Kofi Mania, we have to talk about some of the other things that are going on in the world of pro wrestling. Now, this weekend marked the 17th anniversary of Ring of Honor. And they wow. celebrated those 17 years of the big pay-per-view uh, in Samstown in Las Vegas, Nevada. Pretty big situation as they are gearing up, yeah. of course, for the G1 Supercard. And uh, there were some moments that really helped to determine what the G1 Supercard would look like. As a matter of fact, it kind of feels like ever since I put it out there, is the G1 Supercard the fire festival of pro wrestling. All of a sudden matches started showing up so so i'm telling you people may not want to admit it but there are people tuned in to our show yes did you really call it the fire festival did, I, I so missed that did you really I call did. it the fire festival of i did i said I, I asked if it was the fire <laughs> festival of pro wrestling because we hadn't heard of a card yet you know we hadn't gotten anything and then no sooner than i did that now they are coming back with cards so here's how it she went be, down yeah you could be a jerk some moments me <laughs> Is that the pot calling the kettle dark, black, and charcoal? What in the world? Uh, Let's keep it moving. (laughs) Of course, of course. So here's one thing to note. On commentary uh, was the birthday boy Caprice Coleman. Happy birthday, Caprice Coleman. Uh, Of course, Ian Riccoboni. And the NWA champion Nick Aldis, who was filling in for Colt Cabana, who, of course, uh, is at the New Japan Cup in Japan. So things kicked off with the number one contender, Marty Skrull, defeating Kenny King. Then in a match that could arguably be up for match of the year, Jeff Cobb defeated Shane Taylor. Now, I know you probably wouldn't imagine that being a match of the year, but when you go back and watch, you'll see exactly why. And Jeff Cobb retained the television title. And not long after that, he would then go on to challenge uh, the never open weight champion Will Ospreay for a match at the G1 Supercard in Madison Square Garden. Boy, I'll tell you more about that in a second. The Women of Honor Championship was on the line as Mayu Iwatani successfully defended against Kelly Klein. Then what was supposed to be a tag match suddenly got interrupted and became the World Heavyweight Championship match in the middle of the card. Feels very NWA-ish circa 1986. But Matt Taven took on Jay Lethal for the ROH World Championship that ended, get this, in a 60-minute time limit draw. These guys put on a show, another candidate for match of the year. We followed that with uh, Roosh, who was the originator of Los Inger Bull, L-I-J, yeah. Anyway, he defeated Bandito. Then you had a tag title match to end the show. Villain Enterprises, that's PCO and Brody King, defeated the Briscoes to become the new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Now, I'm not sure if you had a chance to see the 17th anniversary of Ring of Honor, but hearing what happened and the like, what are your thoughts on this card leading up to, of course, the G1 Supercard? They're clearly building up to New York. Mm Mm-hmm. Clearly, everybody, you know, you, you, you can see, and, and if you've been a long-time wrestling historian, you can see when a locker room is together. Yeah. When a locker room knows we have to put our all on the line. 
And when you look at what happened at this particular pay-per-view, at night number one, as I can call it, this has been a really good pay-per-view. Now, many people don't know that Sam's Town is, is really ROH Town. Yes, it is. It really is. It's ROH. They do some of their best work. Remember, two years ago, the Hardy Boys showed up there. That was right before WrestleMania and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Correct. So I think it's really good. The Las Vegas Street Fight, I didn't see any of the matches, but I do want to go back and watch that. And when you say this something is match of the year... I got to go back and you watch it because I don't think you use it uh, loosely. I don't use it loosely. And let me tell you, Jeff Cobb, uh, that particular match is interesting because you're dealing with two super heavyweights. And the things they pulled so, off in that match, wow. So let me ask you this. Do, do you really want to see uh, Villain Enterprises versus the Gorillas of Destiny, or would you rather see the Briscoes? You know what? Um, initially, I was really cool with the Briscoes. I think, quite honestly, I'd love to see a triple threat between the three. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I said, this doesn't feel final. Yeah, yeah. It really feels like they got to add the Briscoes to this thing. Yeah. To, uh, do, do you know the way they're going to tear down Madison Square Garden? Well, and here's my other thought, too. This is their WrestleMania, whether people want to say it or not. Ring of Honor, nor New Japan, has not ever been in Madison Square Garden. Not like this. Uh, this is, And think about this. So you have the historic Corican Hall, which uh, has been at times compared to Madison Square Garden relative to its history in Japan. Well, that building, which has seen so many historic matches, only seats 1,500 people, right? So if you're dealing with a scenario like that, it's basically a gym. When you're looking at that, and you're looking at the Tokyo Dome. Tokyo Dome obviously is a larger situation where you're talking forty to 50,000 people. Madison Square Garden, all of its history, plus it being pretty much the house that WWE built for New Japan and Ring of Honor to be there, it's huge. So I say all of that to say it would be an absolute affront to the Briscoes, who are eight-time tag team champions, to not get the opportunity to perform at Madison Square Garden. That would be all the way wrong. And uh, if I'm Ring of Honor, I'm finding a way to get the Briscoes involved in that match. You, you know what side of, the, of this thing I'm, I'm going to be on. I, I love the production side. Do you think that they have to spend more money on production for this thing? Do they have to go all out? Does it have to be the big screens, or do they focus on wrestling content? Well, here's the thing. I think, you know, here's a challenge. When you go into the house that somebody else built... Uh, there is the challenge of figuring out how do I maximize this moment. I think, for one, the production piece will be determined, of course, by uh, what the seat layout is. So they've sold out the building, but I don't know if the sellout was based on all the seats being used or a certain amount of seats being roped off for production's sake. Um, I don't know how big of a stage you build. Personally, I think you let... Uh, if you're determining between New Japan and Ring of Honor who handles production, I think you give it to New Japan. I think New Japan. By far. I think New Japan <laughs> has figured out how to maximize all of those moments. And think about this: when WWE did WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden, the stages were always minimal. They never did yep. giant stages there as to max out the seating capacity. Madison Square Garden is a big deal, and of course WrestleMania one. There was no right. stage. There was nothing like that. So I think from an optics perspective, they're <laughs> the going to re- right. They're going to do their best 
to keep this as historic yet add whatever super cool production value as possible. Think about this. It's going to be airing on Honor Club for Ring of Honor. It's going to be airing on NJPW World for New Japan. It's a huge situation, and I'll tell you this right now. I'll quickly be watching that over the Hall of Fame any day and twice on Sunday. So I think it's going to be a great scenario, and they are really stacking the deck with this card. And let me give you an example. So while uh, Ring of Honor is doing that, and by the, and I'll tell you where the Ring of Honor stuff stands in a second, New Japan has the New Japan Cup, as we know, 32-man tournament to determine who's taking on Jay White for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And here's an updated bracket. As earlier today, two big quarterfinal matches happened, which certainly are going to shape things. Tomohoro Ishii defeated Yoshihashi in a quarterfinal match. And then some might consider this an upset. Some might not because Will Ospreay has been super hot. But Will Ospreay lost to Kazuchika Okada today as part of the New Japan Cup. So this is what this turns into as we're looking at the New Japan Cup. Here's the deal. You didn't call it this way. Well, here's the thing. I did you say. You thought Osprey was hot. Osprey was hot. I did say I thought I'd see Okada winning the whole thing. I did say that. You did say that. Um, so here's how things are looking. Tomorrow, you've got Hiroshi Tanahashi in a quarterfinal match against uh, Sonata, who defeated Monoro Suzuki earlier this week. And then this is leading up to a very interesting semifinal on March the 23rd. As on March the 23rd, we're going to see Tomohoro Ishii take on Kazuchika Okada. And the winner of that will take on the winner of uh, Tanahashi and Sonata. uh, And that's going to be your final on March the 24th. And the winner of that, of course, is going to main event uh, MSG against the IWGP heavyweight champion. So here's a look at what this card looks like right now for Madison Square Garden. Go for it. Here it is. There's going to be the Honor Rumble Battle Royal, and the winner of that will ultimately earn themselves a title shot for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Bully Ray is going to challenge a mystery challenger for a New York City street fight. Dalton Castle takes on Roosh, the leader or the creator of LIJ or LI, whichever you want to call it. Uh, a triple threat match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship sees Taiji Ishimori take on Dragon Lee and Bandito. Let me just tell you right now, that is going to tear the house down. Then for the Ring of Honor TV and Never Openweight Championships, both of them are on the line as the Ring of Honor TV champion Jeff Cobb takes on the Never Openweight champion Will Ospreay. In a match for the Ring of Honor and IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, uh, the new Villain Enterprises, the new ROH champions, take on the Gorillas of Destiny. And then for the Ring of Honor World Championship, it is now a triple threat after that 60-minute Broadway. Jay Lethal will now defend against Marty Skrull and Matt Taven in a ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And then, of course, Jay White takes on the winner of the New Japan Cup for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. What do you think about this G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden? I think it's going to be lit lit. 
I think it's going to be lit lit. Listen, they've gone from Fire Festival to On Fire Festival. Yes. That's exactly what they've done. Yes. Because you're right, a month ago, we were just like, we don't know what's happening here. Mm -hmm. But now they've stacked the deck. And let me just say this. Shout out New Japan. Shout out Ring of Honor, who's found a way, the best they can in 2019, to stack the deck without a Kenny Omega. Right. Without a... Uh, uh, Cody Rhodes mm -hmm. without the Bucks mm -hmm. and without everybody else who was involved. Yeah. So they've done their due diligence and they've not picked up any really uh, major recruits from Impact right. or anything like that. So right. they're dealing with a bear, they're dealing with a skeleton crew. I don't know. It's, it's just uh, what WrestleMania had a skeleton crew. Was that 30? Uh, it was the one that Dallas? was, it was the Dallas one, 32. Dallas had a skeleton crew? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they made it come alive. They made they made it work, but we certainly felt it, and and they made it work with the random entrance of uh, you know like a Stone Cold, the Shawn Michaels who came out and did appearances and things like this. What I'm fully the Rock. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm super proud of New Japan and Ring of Honor because they are doing what we've wanted WWE to do, which is rely on your talent and give us the best of the best. And none of these matches are going to be sleeper matches. You're going to want to be uh, up for all of them. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is going to be great. And uh, what a way to maximize a moment. Shout out to Ring of Honor and New Japan. This is going to be a very special night. Saturday, April the 6th, the night before WrestleMania, the G1 Supercard. So a couple of other quick updates before we move on. Congratulations to the women of wrestling. Wow. Which, of yeah, course, we man. had their founder, David McClain, on um, as they were getting ready to launch on Access TV. Well, the word has come out that they have now been renewed for season two. So season two of, of this is coming. Tessa Blanchard is the current WOW world champion, which is just the right thing. So congratulations to them. And, of course, you guys can check that out on Access TV. TV. The WWE has launched a partnership, get this, with the Garbage Pail Kids. You guys remember them from the 80s? And WWE is going to be launching some things with them very, very soon with uh, guys like John Cena, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Ronda Rousey. Should be a pretty intriguing thing. WWE, of course, doing a good job of staying connected with the culture and in so doing i've got to mention this because this is a collision of worlds for both of us here on the show and that is tonight on tnt there's a great show called drop the mic it's a show where celebrities get to battle rap against each other and coming to the stage tonight <laughs> it is grammy nominees swv against the new day it's going down oh, tonight. Boy. It should be fantastic. The clips that I've seen are amazing, man. How are you feeling about this? New Day versus SWV in a battle rap. Poor SWV. <laughs> well, the clips I've I mean, seen of I, SWV have been pretty lethal. I, I, I know they're from I knew that know they're from New York. But there's a difference between old New York and New Day. Yeah. I mean, you know, these dudes are on the mic every week. They are lethal with it. Mm -hmm. So I certainly expect the New Day to take it easy. Oh, I expect Kofi to take it easy. Uh, Xavier Woods and Big E, they're kind of the, 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 you know, the variants here. Yes. 
So we shall see. It should be very entertaining. So that's tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Yes, sir. One 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 thing that, that you, and I'm shocked you didn't say this. Also last night, WOW introduced that they're opening their, their WOW training facility for women in Long Beach. Which is huge. It is the first, it is the first all-women's wrestling training facility in the United States. Wow. So McLean, now we see him unpacking some of the things he first talked to us exclusively about yes. here on The Faction. He said he saw something bigger than the show, and now we're getting into it. You know what's exciting about this? And I don't, I don't know if you felt this way. Um, David McClain, of course, uh, being connected with Glow for so long, I think initially his presentation of Glow, it was not serious women's wrestling. And so I think, I think you know, yeah. there may have been a question and there may have even been some, you know, some of that bleed over when you start looking at WOW. But I think as WOW has progressed, you can now really see them depending more on the athleticism of this sport. Uh, and again, yeah. opening up a training facility, that's the equivalent of having a performance center for women, which just has not existed before. It, I think it's, it's absolutely important because one of the things that we've complained about has been the sloppiness in the women's wrestling. Yes. So if there's a facility that they don't have to split time with the boys, but they can really hone their skills. My biggest thing is who's training the women. So we shall see. We shall see. That was one of my questions, too. Who's training these women? Because uh, I think to myself, and, and I'll say this, and, and some might not like it, but, you know, the women's revolution or evolution that we're seeing is being best presented in WWE and by oh, NXT. Oh, by far. By far. It's, it's, it's funny. For all of the um, tough talk that, WWE gets in terms of what they present as a wrestling product. You know, you could argue that the wrestling product for men may be better uh, in in New Japan or in NXT or in uh, Ring of Honor or what have you. But when it comes to the women, sorry, WWE and NXT have them beaten hands down. I have yet to see, and this is no slight, but I've yet to see a women's match in Ring of Honor that I went, oh my God, that's amazing. Not one. Not one. Yep. So, totally agree. Yeah. So I hope that the ladies of WOW will have some amazing people training them. Now, we do know that um, the origins of GLOW, you know, you could look at a, uh, a uh, Mondo Guerrero who was helping to train the women of GLOW initially um, who were coming in completely from scratch. So there's that. But I'll, I'll be interested to see who's going to take take it up and and i don't know you know <laughs> there's a part of me that wonders <clears throat> if they can strike a deal with say an aew or right. impact to really help there be some sort of partnership where the women can go back and forth and get on um a, an additional platform i don't want to call it a larger platform but an yeah. additional platform that people are connected to so yeah that should totally be amazing agree. Yeah, that should be absolutely amazing. Shout out to the folks from WOW. So one other thing before we uh, head to the next segment. Shout out to Titus O'Neil. Titus? The w the WWE, yes, worldwide. The WWE superstar has uh, always been very active in his community and really doing a lot to create a great, great life outside of the WWE. And that continues as he has announced the launch of his autobiography. 
It's called There's No Such Thing as a Bad Kid, How I Went from Stereotype to Prototype. That's hitting stores in August of this year. It is uh, released by ECW Press, and uh, it's going to tell the story of his life, uh, how he grew up, his mom. uh, He grew up as a product of, of rape. His mom was 12 years old when she had him. And uh, the challenges that he went through to becoming not just the WWE superstar that he is, but the community activist that he is, um, a model for fathers and the like. I think, to be honest, you could argue that he's uh, he's used his celebrity to accomplish more outside of the ring than inside of the ring. Uh, What are your thoughts on Titus O'Neil and his new autobiography coming in August? Uh, When Titus puts this book out, I'm flipping straight to the part where he grabs Vinny McMahon. I oh, want to hear his true Lord. thoughts on that. Oh my and God. then after I watch that, I'm flipping a few chapters later to Alone in a Room. It's just me and you. You I, are I feel so lost. I want to know what's happening with him and yo, 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 Yolanda. Something tells me that you could be disappointed on both fronts when you read this book. I don't know that this is like Where is Yolanda? Where is Yo-Yo? Oh, my Lord. I I don't know that that's the case, but I do know. Bring out Yo-Yo. So, you know, without question, it's going to be a great, great book. I'm looking forward to it, so we will definitely see it in August, and we'll have more information about that. Coming up next, we've got the Raw recap, and we're talking Kofi Mania. Yeah, all that is on the way, so... Stay tuned. It should be absolutely amazing. But let's go to some music, which could describe how I feel about a certain WWE personality. Here's Aleister Black's theme song from CFO. It's called Root of All Evil. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to the faction on Bonnerfied Radio. That's right. The mount, the style, the grace, the shape, and the face. Support Bonnerfied Radio, the faction. Keep it on, baby.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. You can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iphone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click Advertise. Uh-huh. Or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. That was Root of All Evil, Alistair Black's theme song. GB, let's get it. All right, guys, a whole lot has happened in the world of pro wrestling, and you guys are ready to talk about that road to WrestleMania. So with that said, let's get on the road Mm, first by giving you that raw recap. Courtney, take it away. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. That's Kofi right. Mania. W- oh, Kofi Mania. What? The same thing. It is the same thing. Oh my it God. is the road to WrestleMania. Starting at the All-State Arena, WWE Raw was live from Chicago. That's right. Home of Lex Luger, they said, but definitely the home of the Road Warriors and CM Punk. Things were live when the Beast came out and started. I don't. He didn't really say anything, but Paul Heyman had a lot to say. Then Seth Rollins attacked Drew McIntyre, confronted the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Finn Balor and Braun Strowman defeated Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Elias defeated No Way Green Haired No Way Jose and announced he would be headlining the musical act for WrestleMania. Kurt Angle defeated the old Chad Gable and revealed the identity of his final opponent. WWE Women's Tag Champion Sasha Banks defeated Natalya via disqualification and Beth Phoenix offered to come out of retirement for WrestleMania. Ricochet defeated Jinder Mahal. Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey just demolished Dana Brooks and punched a few, few men in the face and so did her husband. Paolo Cruz defeated Baron Corbin. Batista told his side of the rivalry with, with Triple H. And Drew McIntyre defeated Seth Rollins when the Beast came out and just kind of stood there. And Seth kind of, then Drew McIntyre rolled him up and at to it's WrestleMania. GB, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> oh my God, that's great! Did, did, did Raw not end as clumsy as I, I said it did? It it really did. It really really did. And uh, I have certainly way more questions and answers. All right, let's start. Let, let, let's let's start with one of these elephants in the room, and that would be Kurt Angle. We last week here on the show, we began to ask ourselves the questions: Hey, you know who would be or who should be the great opponent for Kurt Angle's send-off? We talked about Shawn Michaels. We talked about John Cena. We talked about several guys who helped to redefine WrestleMania that would serve as a great last 
match. So when we found out that Kurt Angle would indeed be announcing his WrestleMania opponent, boy, there was excitement in the air. I mean, after all, he's had these dream matches over the last couple of weeks against Apollo I mean, Crews. Who would it be? Chad Gable. Who could Shawn it be? Shawn Michaels. You had Matt uh, Riddle out Robert. there talking about possibly fighting, which I thought would be a great match. Only Sean to hear. Cena, you know, Tony Atlas. Here you go. No? Okay. Fine. Only to hear Baron Corbin. You know, if I was a guy whose language was a little more salty, I would have thrown some more colorful words in there. But let me just say this. WWE, I'm trying to understand right now what you're spending your budget on. You know, in the past, you've gotten some pretty high-profiled hosts to host WrestleMania. You had Hulk Hogan one year. You had, you know, the New Day a couple of years ago. This year, you get Alexa Bliss, which... I understand, you know, you want to keep her in front of the people since she's dealing with injury, but host of WrestleMania? Yeah. Okay, maybe I can explain that off by saying it's part of the women's revolution evolution. Your musical act, which in the past you've had Diddy and you've had, you know, Aretha Franklin and you've had Kid Rock and you've had so many other named talents, Flo Rida and MGK and... This year, you spend the money on Elias. Okay. And now you give us Kurt Angle's farewell opponent, which at this point, seeing you saved money on a host and you saved money on your music, clearly you can spend the money on a WrestleMania opponent. Instead, you give us Baron Corbin, a match we didn't want to see on Raw the 17 times that we did see it on Raw. A match that really meant nothing to us when we found out that Kurt Angle was not going to get a chance to become general manager again. A match that meant nothing to us when Kurt Angle decided to wrestle full-time again. Why on earth is this a match we're talking about at WrestleMania? I'm very nervous now about WrestleMania 35. They had the opportunity to do some pretty impressive things. But you give us this... And then you're refusing us Kofi Kingston, which we'll talk about later. I'm not liking where this is going. And I just hope that the same feeling we had relative to Ring of Honor that we talked about in the last segment about how that tag match needs to be made a triple threat, how that there's some unfinished business. It's crazy to me that Kurt Angle initially said, I know many of you aren't going to like it, that many of the announcers have acknowledged the fact that the WWE Universe hates it, but they're going to do it anyway? This is the total antithesis. Why did we have earlier this year all the McMahons come out and say, we've been doing a poor job of listening to you, when all you're going to do is not listen to us? Somebody somewhere is lying. And I'm just going to tell you this. If the best that they could do for Kurt Angle's retirement opponent is Baron Corbin. Either they're trying to push Baron Corbin too hard, and we already know how that goes, or they don't really honor Kurt Angle because this is a slap in the face. Kurt Angle was going to be our American hero whether or not there was a Baron Corbin. So this is just preposterous. It's malarkey. It's bovine defecation. (laughs) This is outrageous. And WWE needs to pay for this. They need to get this right and get it right fast. My thing is, you're in New York, 
Have you not heard of the phrase Cardi B O'Curl? You are in New York. Yes. Have you not heard it? She could be there. 50 Cent could have done the music for you. You could have brought out, brought out old school run DMC to do it. You could have even done a throwback and pull Cindy Lauper out to make sure this thing rocks and gives us an old school flavor. It could have pulled Heck, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, Dougie Fresh. You could have called Mace for crying out loud. Bad Boy Reunion. A Bad Boy Reunion, but you give us this dude? I mean, where is the money? We know Fox gave you a lot of money. We saw that headline. What do you do? I mean, did you buy a new jet, Vinnie Mac? Where is the money? And then Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt Big Bellied Angle. For his, uh, you you give us Baron Corbin, wrong white ball guy. We wanted Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have even taken seeing Chad Gable. Yeah, that would have been a great match. I mean, it was a great match Monday. You know, you, you can give me Shelton Benjamin and Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. You can give me the teacher and the student. Yeah. You could give me a three-way dance between Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, Kurt Angle. You could make it the battle of the NCAA wrestlers. You could bring old, what's the guy back uh, uh, who, who used to be? Uh, bring back the, Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas. Mm-hmm. He's still around. He yeah. wants to wrestle. And the other guy, I think he's an impact now. He used to be with Dutch Mantel. Uh, uh, oh, you uh, talking we about the people. Jack Swagger, who's an MMA now? Yeah, yeah. yeah bring, bring back Jack Swagger. He'll do it. And you could have had a battle of the NCAA guys. You could have had Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner come out and be on the side to represent the varsity club. You dropped the ball. Let me let me also say this. At this point, we are 18, 18, 18 days before WrestleMania. Jeff Jarrett, I'd taken that too. I just saw him wrestle in Lucha Libre. Well, I'll tell you this. Jeff Jarrett versus Kurt Angle, all the history that's there, you could have told a great story. I just don't understand. You know, I don't understand with 18 days before WrestleMania why WWE has not given us more in terms of a card. You know, I've heard rumors that there could be anywhere between 15 to 17 matches on this card. 17 matches. Which is just outrageous. But if we're getting the caliber of Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, this is ludicrous. This is preposterous. You could have got ludicrous. You could you could have got anybody you, really you wanted. I don't understand. Shoot. What you don't realize is SWV Taj George, shout out to Taj, is a big wrestling fan. You could have got SWV. You could have got I don't understand this. And let me just say this, and I'm jumping ahead when I say it, but it's applicable here too. These little silly games you're playing, Vince McMahon, let, need I remind you of 1983. 1983, a certain promoter kept jerking the people around and jerking a wrestler around in the process. Kept giving him title matches and then screwing him in the title match. Kept making people feel like he's going to win the title and he doesn't win the title. And your thought was it was going to lead to a bigger payday and a bigger payday and a bigger payday. Well, here's what happened, buddy. You lost that wrestler. 
that wrestler came to the WWE and was known as Hulk Hogan. And now we had Hulkamania, WrestleMania, and the WWE becomes a juggernaut while Vern Gagne's AWA idea completely flounders in less than 10 years from Hulk Hogan leaving. Here's my point. You should learn from the mistakes of the past. Leading us this close and jerking our chain by not giving us a decent card with three. Listen, in the past with WrestleMania, you've got your big matches already signed. Three weeks out, it's the ancillary matches that are just barely getting added on. You don't just barely add on a WWE title match. You don't just barely add on a retirement match from somebody like Kurt Angle who has given so much to the WWE. This is preposterous. Especially when you have a non-existent world champion. When your champion is a farce and a phony and dare I say a floozy, you don't do this to your audience. Their champion is a floozy. Brock Lesnar is the modern day. Almost got us canceled. I'll just say this: I don't like it. Ooh, almost got us canceled. This, this, this is not good. This is not good. So, from from that bit of a debacle to Ronda Rousey. Well, before I get to Ronda Rousey, let's talk about another WWE Hall of Famer, Beth Phoenix. Who seems to be coming out of retirement for what looks like a tag title match, perhaps at WrestleMania, which definitely looks like it's probably going to be a four-way dance. Uh, I'll just spill the beans. I think we're going to see Sasha and Bailey against Tamina and Nia against uh, the Iconics, who actually won their match last night against the Boston Hug Connection. And, uh, and the four team being Natalia and Beth Phoenix. I think we see a fatal four-way tag title match. And to be honest, I don't know that Sasha leaves with a championship because if it were not for Bailey, they wouldn't be tag team champions anyway. Uh, I like the idea of Beth Phoenix coming back. Beth Phoenix, unlike most of the Hall of Famers that have returned, is in phenomenal shape. Matter of fact, here's what's interesting. Have you noticed... The female Hall of Famers that have returned have been in much better shape than the male <laughs> Hall of Famers that have returned. The it's, men just let themselves go. I mean, for real, Trish looks amazing. Lita looks yeah. great. Beth looks like she could go right now, like she's still in ring <laughs> shape. Um, and so I think Beth and Natalia is not only a believable tag team, but it's a tag team that we wanted to see in this situation. They were the wrestlers of that Divas era. And so to see them get a shot potentially at the tag titles, I think that's good for business. I think it's best for business. I certainly think it's better than bringing back, I don't know, the Bella Twins. So, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I, I just saw that. Please, for the love of Pete, whoever he is, yeah. don't bring back the Bella Twins. Please don't. Let them continue making reality shows and Birdie B and all the other things we're doing. So Ronda Rousey. Oh, boy. Let me say this. If there's ever a company that has figured out how do we ruin lightning in a bottle, it is the WWE. <laughs> Can I take us back to 1992? Let's go back, in fact, to 1991 when a certain real world's champion 
donned himself upon the WWE's door. For the first time, we had the World Heavyweight Championship belt on WWE television. We hinted all this time at potentially the two powerhouses of the 80s finally colliding, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. They would finally get kind of close to touching at the Royal Rumble 1992. Ric Flair would win the world championship. Hulk Hogan would be like the number three guy and Sid Justice number two, etc., etc. And it would lead to what was originally the main event for the Hoosier Dome, Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan for the WWE Championship, the match we all wanted to see, and then leave it to WWE to screw us and give us Flair versus Savage and Hogan versus Sid Justice. We really didn't want either of those matches. We wanted Flair versus Hogan. Let's fast forward to right now. When we really wanted Ronda versus Becky, and it was super hot at Survivor Series, and by fate, it would now move to WrestleMania. You throw Charlotte in. You have a three-way dance where you've got two of the best talkers, one of the best fighters. This should be money in the bank. And now all of a sudden for the last two weeks, you've kept the three of them separated. The SmackDown girls are still on SmackDown. Ronda is trying to convince us that she believes that wrestling is fake, yet she's still holding the women's title. She's now gone rogue. She can't talk. Her husband's getting involved. What is going on? And yet we're supposed to believe this is the main event. They have convoluted this. And this is now something where I'm like, just give me Becky, Becky versus Charlotte at this point. I don't even want Ronda involved. What in the and and what else can Becky and Charlotte do, right? So last night you have them out to talk, and then they get into a fight. What's left for them to do? I don't understand this right now. I really don't. This, this has been too long and drawn out. Yes. Uh. uh you know, I actually like where Ronda is. I think it's the only move they have left for her to make. Her and her husband were the heels in UFC and did not like it. So I, I, I never really bought into the baby doll, uh, always crying and highly emotional Ronda. I did buy into uh, uh, I did buy into the fact that I was waiting for this. I love the fact that her husband is involved. Her husband legitimately decked that dude on Monday. He did. I mean, legitimately decked it. And mm-hmm. I think that this is great for business. I think that now here's the thing. While you waited for Becky and Rhonda, I waited for Charlotte and Rhonda. Uh, and I waited for it not because Becky was injured. I waited for it at WrestleMania. So I think that when you give us a three-way dance, it has the, the room to, unlike the ROH card and the G1 Supercard we talked about, it gets a little convoluted because Vinnie Mac's not going to let him go. Right. Let it go. Let Charlotte call it in the ring. You're going to get something historic. Mm-hmm. But if you take them backstage and you let Michael P.S. Hayes try to make this thing happen, uh. it's going to be all jacked up. Let Charlotte call this thing in WrestleMania, make it a no DQ false count anywhere, and watch them give us gold. Watch them put the men on their heels. But what you're going to do is you're going to try to overproduce this thing, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a mess. Yeah, because then we're gonna then we're gonna have 
uh, Rhonda's husband get involved. Mm -hmm. Then nature's going to come out. Mm -hmm. Then Stone Cold's going to have to come out. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I, it's just going to be convoluted. Let the women handle their business. Yeah, I'm I'm very concerned about this. I'm I'm so concerned about this. I don't I'm just yeah. <laughs> let me ask you though. Okay, let, here, here we go. If they let them go, who's calling it in the ring? I don't know. Who would you choose? Well, here's the thing. I mean, on one hand, I think obviously probably Charlotte's the right person to call it. Um, but what concerns me is I don't I don't have confidence that Ronda would listen. Oh, are you are you really? Are you serious? I'm very serious. I'm very so. Do you, so do you think it would be? Have you seen that clip, guys? Go look at it. There's a clip where where Coco Beware. This may have been in Mid Atlantic Wrestling. And the guy he was fighting, I guess he was uncompliant. Mm. Coco Beware beats the holy heck out of this dude in yeah. the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that at some point that that's what that's probably what Becky and Charlotte would have to do is just start beating the holy heck out of her? You know, I don't know if that would work, but I, I I just feel like there was a time where I felt like I could feel where this was going. And, and I could feel like it would be something great. Right now, it feels like it could be a car wreck. Um, a really bad car wreck. I she mean, has them over barrel. She has them over barrel in a way that I haven't seen since Jeff Jarrett. She does. She does. And the fact that they promoted this to be a main event, uh, I think this, I, I, I just, I, I'm, ner I'm very nervous about this. And the excitement that I had about it is waning. It is waning. If, if 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 I'm the girls, you know what I make this. I, I I almost make this a dog on lumberjack match. I don't know that you want to do that because I think uh, this, I, I I think what they need to do is that if they're gonna be on this high profile of a match, it's definitely the most high profile match in wrestle in WrestleMania history for women. Do, um, do you I, think Shayna Baszler comes out and reps Ronda? Well, is the, are, well, are we looking at now, the four on four? Now here, now that's a move. Where we're not just that, where you have the entire four horsewomen. Now, if it turns Both into versions. that, that's Both what I'm saying. Versions. Both versions. Woo! Now, if it turns to that, we got something special. We got something because oh, all oh. the players will be there. All the players will be there. If it turns to that, SummerSlam's going to be explosive. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm all the way for it. Think about this. It turns into, and that would be the first time that all four on both sides are in the same spot because they're all there. So I, if that's what happens, then Let we got see. ourselves a mania that you won't forget. Because think about Have it. Shayna, Shayna Baszler, um, Marina Shafir, and Jessamine Duke are all in NXT. They are all active. Um, the, the two, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, have both helped out uh, the women's champion to, to keep her title and the winner title. It would not be a shocker that they would show up. They're all there. If it and, and here's the thing. It turns into a four-horsewoman battle before this thing ends. And at the end of it, Becky and Charlotte recognize we have to do this for the business. We have to eradicate Ronda. Yeah. And they do it, and your ending picture of WrestleMania is the four horsewomen draped in gold? Boy, Dude, that's a moment. If, if you do this, 
that means SummerSlam is going to be lit. But if you do this, you also can take Evolution and move it up to May well, and have the women's card. Here's the deal. The deal is there's talk that there may not be an Evolution this year. Well, if they pull this off, they'd be stupid not to do an evolution. Yeah, this year. they are trying I would to do. Right in May. They're trying to do uh, have the women included in the November uh, Saudi Arabia card, and they're that ain't trying, happening. Which I think you know, I'm like, to me, it's an affront to that even that having happen. evolution because really, what it says is you weren't that committed to it. But that's another story. But I'll tell you this: this would set up evolution well, and if they're smart. They keep them separated on their brands and Ooh. only let them interact during the big. So the next big time they would interact would be money in the bank. And then we now get to the road where there are visits, random visits. Think about this. The women's tag titles can be defended on any brand. So can you imagine the women's tag titles being defended on SmackDown and the women from the Four Horsewomen in NXT show up on Smack. Man, this thing can go across all three brands, and it could really be special if they do it right. Listen, it really could, but I intend for them to mess it up. I intend for them to botch it. I intend for them to get it wrong. My Lord, yeah. how can you mess this up? I, I have no idea. So with that said, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have the conversation you've been waiting for. SmackDown Live. Kofi Mania. Um, what do we do now? We'll talk about that, but let's go to some music from uh, CFO. It's a theme song for Bianca Belair. It's called Watch Me Shine. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the time. What's up, guys? This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction. <laughs> I'm on my own, against the wall The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall Instead of crying, they hear me roar And now I see that I'm way better than before I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all
Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfied Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonnerfied.com or via the Bonnerfied Radio app. Bonnerfied Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. I, yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. Not, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, Gee, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney, and you know what that was. Watch me shine. That's right. Bianca Belair, as GB will say, undefeated. GB, take us there. All right, so it's time to talk about SmackDown Live, which aired from the Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. And it kicked off with The Miz who once again cut an amazing promo, and he had some sharp words for Vince McMahon as well, which I thought was very intriguing. 
Then the women's tag champion, Sasha Bailey, Sasha Bailey, Sasha Banks and Bailey showed up at SmackDown to take on the Iconics only to lose to the Iconics. The first loss for these tag champions since winning the belt. Then the KO show came our way, the Kevin Owens show, which featured Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. They got into a very wild brawl. And then we had ourselves a gauntlet match. Kofi Kingston looking for his opportunity to main event WrestleMania. And so he ended up battling quite a few men. He defeated Sheamus, then Cesaro. Then he defeated Rowan by DQ. He would defeat the U.S. champion, Samoa Joe. And then out of nowhere, instead of an RKO, came a pin from Kofi Kingston over Randy Orton. And so it was clear Kofi Kingston was on his way to the main event. We hear the music, no chance in hell. Vince McMahon says, congratulations, you are on your way to WrestleMania if you beat this one guy. The WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan would come in and would get the win over Kofi Kingston, seemingly dashing the hopes of Kofi Mania running wild at WrestleMania. It has led to a lot of thoughts. So I don't know if there's anything else about SmackDown we want to talk about, though we can. But uh, your thoughts on SmackDown Live? I'm waiting. I'm waiting, GB. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to have to wait patiently because the kid that I want to talk about is only about 15 years old. I dream of a land... 10 years from now, when he's 24, that one Declan McMahon, oldest son of Shane, will be leading the way, hopefully, at WWE. And Declan, you'll give the people what they want. Because right now, Declan, Grandpa sucks. Because Grandpa's stuck in an age that doesn't exist anymore. And I have faith in your father, but I don't know what he's doing. They're clearly not going to give it to your uncle Triple H because he does not have the cherished last name. And my God, I don't believe that Vince will leave it to a female. Declan, you're our only hope that a guy like Kofi will not get screwed at a place like WrestleMania. I can tell the fans now, if Kofi does not win or if Kofi does win, you don't want to miss the podcast a day after WrestleMania. But my God, if Kofi does not win, GB, have that censor button ready. Because this man, the chestless wonder, has fought his way to the top. And I'm talking about see, G, GB. WWE knows how historic this is. Yeah, they do. There were the intentional shots of Kofi in the ring. And they would go behind scenes as the brothers, mm -hmm. the melanin brothers, mm -hmm. the brown skin brothers who represent the Rocky Kings, if you will, the Pistol Pass Watleys, the Doom, the Butch Reeds, if you will, the Ahmed Johnson. I'll include he's strapped up. I'll put him in there. The Tony Atlas is the, 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 the guys who were never included. The uh, the 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 uh, what was bad news Brown? Mm -hmm. The guys who never got their due. All of 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 uh, what what was was my boy uh, Harlem Heat? Yes. The brothers were represented in the back 
when you saw the New Day, you saw the Usos, you saw Ricochet mm -hmm. standing around there. You saw, I, I think, R-Truth uh, cut his hair. R-Truth was there, yes. Uh, yeah, R-Truth, the blonde version of R-Truth was there. And then sprinkled behind them, you see some other brothers of other uh, nationalities. You see the women. You see what I saw as the minority camera shot, mm -hmm. knowing how huge if Kofi can make it over. Kofi now being the 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 the, the Jim Brown. Kofi now being the uh, the, the Hank Aaron. Mm -hmm. Kofi now being the, the the bronze bomber. And Kofi got screwed. Come on, Vince, man. You know how this looks. We talked about it in our group chat. GB, you were livid. livid. John Murray was livid. Mm -hmm. I saw it. I hadn't expressed it yet, but I was livid. Who knows what Clack was thinking? He probably wasn't livid at all, even though I think last show he did admit that he senses a hint of racism. Didn't he admit that? He did say that. GB, if they don't get this right, AEW will. You know, uh, I want to send a shout out to one of our friends uh, at Black Wrestling Alliance uh, over in the UK who's just doing an amazing job of covering the African-American uh, wrestler, uh, both male and female, all across this world. They've just released a brand new T-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com, and the shirt is uh, inspired by something that Kofi Kingston said last week, and it's simply these three words. Someone like me. Last week, Kofi Kingston told Vince McMahon that it's not lost that someone like me has never held the WWE Championship. That's the code word for what we've been saying all along. That in the 50 plus year history of the WWE, which was formed in 1963, we're talking 54, 55, 56 years, there has never been an African American to hold the WWE Championship. My wife said something very interesting last night. She said, I think it's really interesting that nobody else has had to jump through these kinds of hoops as Kofi Kingston. The truth of it is, Kofi Kingston told the world that I have to be twice as good to get half as much. That's the mantra Preach. of us as African Americans living every day in the United States. We have to be twice as good to get half of what our counterparts get. Think about what's happening in the world around us right now as there is a giant college admission scandal. That those of us as African Americans who might have been underprivileged had to work super, super hard to get entry into these schools while there are others who are privileged who use their money, their status to be able to create fake scenarios to get access to things that we get double, triple, and quadruple checked on when we submit our resume, when we submit, you know, all of our findings with our schools and our history. Here's the reality of it. 11 years this man has given to this business. He's done everything that he was asked to do. And it's clearly proven he's a star. And you deny him. And you deny him after him. Now let's mind you. Okay, Seth Rollins, he he fought valiantly about a year or so ago in a gauntlet match and he went about an hour and 15 minutes in a losing effort. 
He didn't have to turn around and follow it up with another gauntlet match just a couple of weeks later. But Kofi Kingston, not only did he do a gauntlet match where he lasted an hour and pinned the World Heavyweight Champion, then he went into the Elimination Chamber match and came within a hair of becoming WWE Champion. Then he gets a title shot for Fastlane that's ripped from him a week before the match. Then you don't put him on the card. Then you turn around and say, okay, to win, you have to beat five monster superstars. Oh, by the way, but you did put him on the fast lane card in a handicap match. Here's the problem with this, Vince McMahon. There is really strong potential that this could backfire against you. And here's what I mean. Earlier today, uh, Xavier Woods put out a post that basically said, if you're not going to appreciate this, we will go somewhere that will. Let's not play games here, folks. It is very conceivable. And I know some people will say, it's a work. It's a this. Listen to me. Because here's the thing, and I'm going to say this, and it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to hurt some people, but I got to say it. Some of us live so much in this it's a work thing that we don't understand reality when we see it. And part of us can't understand reality because guess what? We cannot relate. For those who've not lived in the struggle of the African-American or who've lived in the struggle of the disenfranchised, who's lived in the struggle of the person who has not had the advantage, then you, you can call everything you see at work. But when you've had to live like this, when you were denied the promotion and you did all that you could possibly do, you went above and beyond and then you had to train the person who took the job that you should have gotten. When you had to do that, this ain't a work, friends. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kofi posted earlier today that he is physically, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. And he is. And let me tell you something. Vince McMahon has got to get it right because here's what he doesn't want. The thing you don't want is that post that says the New Day has gone to AEW. What you don't want is for us as African Americans to decide to cancel you. We do have a cancel culture, you know. And I know you only consider African Americans 13% of the population in the United States. But rest assured, we are more than 13% of the wrestling population. Rest assured, our money does spend. And if there's one thing we can do well... We can make some noise on social media. What you don't want, Vince McMahon, is the hashtag Vince McMahon is a racist. You don't want that, sir. You don't want he's, that. He's close to getting it, though. You're very close to getting he's it. He's close to getting it because I, I have seen now my white brethren upset. And let me tell you something. And this, and this is the thing, right? This is not just a, those of us who are African-Americans. We take this seriously because we know we've never seen a black world champion. But Kofi never. Kingston got over not because he was black. He got over because he was good. And the reality of it is this. You cannot continue to deny that. So here's the deal. We understand, Vince, that you like to screw people. And all I'll say, I will reiterate this the more. If you choose... To not have Kofi Kingston in the main event of WrestleMania and he does not win the WWE World Championship. I stand by my statement that I will get rid of the WWE Network and here's why. Because I can take that money and put it on Ring of Honor. I can take that money and put it somewhere else where I can get great wrestling action. I can get great history. Hey, how many times do I really have to watch WrestleMania 6? 
And I'll oh. tell you this, I already got the DVDs. So if I need to really watch it, I can go and pop in the DVDs. You're not going to get any more money off of me spending the DVDs. I just and truth be told, truth tr- truth be told that with YouTube being alive and well, yeah. and they took away the shows we love like Stone Cold's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, JBL show. Yep. They took away all those things. I mean, they aren't giving us any brand new content, right? That we really really like. Yeah, no. So you if, know, I mean, I, I like Bruce Pritchard's podcast, but hey, I just heard a great one off Jericho the other day with Lawler and King. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jericho's podcast. I'm a big fan of uh, you know several of the other podcasts that are out there. I, I'll just say this, Vince McMahon, you need to stop doing this because listen, it, it, there are some things that don't bode well for you, sir. You are 72 years old. Your wife is a part of the Trump cabinet. Donald Trump, who is the most racist president in history, is also still a card-carrying member of the WWE Hall of Fame. You didn't kick him out, but you kicked Hogan out. You didn't kick him out, but but you, you, you just barely put China in. You won't put Chris Benoit in. And just because you don't mention the name Donald Trump doesn't mean we aren't aware. We are smart. So your connections to Donald Trump and this kind of behavior don't bode well for you it's not the narrative you don't want sir is to have to come on the television or anywhere else and say i am not a racist because i promise you i promise you the way we still listen the reason hulk hogan can't still be fully welcomed back into the wwe right now is for that reason we're not having it and you better believe Vince McMahon, we can cancel you. I know you don't believe it, but we really, really can. There are enough wrestling options that are out there that we could still love this beloved sport without having to pay our $9.99 to the WWE Network, without having to turn on the USA, without having to turn on the Fox television. We don't have to do it. And making your fans mad is not the way to get them to continue to tune in. That's not. This is not that. There are way too many yeah. options out there. Yeah, this, this, this thing better turn out well, GB. Because I'm it like, better turn out well. Listen, I, I I keep trying to tell myself it's a work, it's a work. But but you know what? You have worked me into a frenzy. Yeah, and I'm not happy. Yeah. You deserve all the straight anger that we give you, sir. Yeah, yeah, and and because yeah. we're seeing images in the ring we've ne- never seen before. I give you that. Mm-hmm. We 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 are. That image of the new, I'll give you that. We're getting images we've never gotten before. But we need the ending that we've never had before. Yeah. There's not much that can be done in the world of pro wrestling that can be deemed historic. Yeah. I do feel, many people will will not believe this, but I sense the same uh, excitement that I have in my inner heart that I did in 2008 in November. When the uh, young yes, man from yes, Chicago yes, 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 was elected office. Yes. This is that huge. Now, because I'm a wrestling fan, I'm dreaming of him winning at WrestleMania, but I'm also dreading him losing at Backlash. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I, or, or even the night after on Monday Night Raw, like Vince is that 
you know, this is the same Vince where, McMahon. Where, where, where is Raw? They better not be in Philly, I'll tell you that. No, I'm sure they'll still be in New York somewhere, but, you know, I'm, they'll probably be at the Barclays Center, which that won't be good for them. That won't be you good either. You don't want to go to Brooklyn if Kofi's not the world champion. Tell me about it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So, I, I know. So, so how often are we left speechless? But it's not that we're just speechless. We, we're, we're, we, are, we, we are borderline angry. You know, I, I think to myself, one of our goals is to eventually get picked up by a major wrestling company. And so I try to, you know, pepper what we say and things of that nature. But I think WWE needs to understand that with 20 days out, you could have gotten a lot of positive press by yeah. Kofi winning last night. And we get to follow the road as Kofi yeah. heads to Mania. That's yeah. a great moment. Don't take us to seven days out because we may not be there. Okay, there's no guarantee that we're tuning in this Monday or next Tuesday to see what you're going to do for Kofi Kingston. You're screwing Kofi worse. And here's the reason why we say it's worse. Because with Daniel Bryan, yeah, you screwed him. But Daniel Bryan had a chance to come back. Mm-hmm. What's the chance that you are giving to Kofi to come back? Right. That that there's no path. I I mean I don't know. And here's what I'm concerned about: they're fighting, trying to be the angry black man. But you're gonna make well, him go angry black man. Well, here, here here's the tension, GB, is that we realize that this is why this is so major for us, because if Kofi loses. They can make him a relic the next day. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. can put Daniel Bryan in a feud with somebody hot, and wrestling fans will forget. But we won't forget. We won't forget the community he looks like. We won't forget. No, we 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 still remember the ways in which you dogged Booker T in route to WrestleMania 19 and his world title match against Triple H. How you went and you talked about him being a felon. How you went and you pulled at the lowest common denominator to talk about. It's the same thing that the modern media does. Why he's not worthy of a world championship because he had a criminal record. Why he deserved, why somebody deserved to die because, you know, they went and stole something from a store or whatever. The two are not related. And so here's a guy, Kofi Kingston, who's a part of your biggest merch sellers. You don't have Brock Lesnar out there doing uh, drop the mic. You don't have right. Brock Lesnar out there, you know, uh, talking to the Today Show with his little yellow chiclet teeth. You don't have that. And I love yep. Elder Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan doesn't even have merch right now. Yep. He's not going out, you know, pounding the pavement, talking to ESPN and everybody else. He's not doing that. But you send the New Day out there. You send the New Day halfway out the world. If you don't treat them right. Truth. Facts. I hear nothing but facts. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm legit angry. Um, so we're going to go. And I don't know if we need to write letters, if we need to tweet, if we need to. I don't know what we need to do, but we need to do something um, because they need to know we're not satisfied with this and they need to get it right. Or we won't tune in. It's that simple. There are yeah. options, and they aren't yeah. all WWE. So yeah, it's, it, 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 it's bittersweet that, that that we even have to think like this. It, it really is. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. So, 
set. <sighs> well, we're going to get on out of here. What a fun show. Definitely yeah. want to hear what you guys have to say. You've been very vocal on um, on our Instagram and Facebook pages, and some of you have had some really fun suggestions as to what Kofi should do next. Uh, I want to share some of them with you because I think they're quite interesting indeed. Um, we had uh, at, <laughs> I like this, at author underscore SKB. He said Kofi should abduct Vince McMahon and demand a title shot. I kind of like the yeah. feeling of that. Um, you've got uh, Prince3Q, who feels like the next possible thing is for Linda to return and uh, name a Vince versus Kofi first blood match for a shot at the title Prince, at Mania. Uh, uh, Prince Q stole all that from me. Yeah, you're such a thief. <laughs> I said I've got a show before. Be uh, original, sir. Mark Graham says that uh, Kofi should invade uh, the ring with fans like Daniel Bryan and Josh Spiel said something very similar as well. The whole Occupy Raw move. Uh, at the underscore realist underscore Vidal says that all black wrestlers should go on strike. Listen, there's some great ideas out there in the Faction Nation. Um, something needs to happen, and I'm intrigued to see what that will be. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously have to watch and see, but believe me, um, their time could be limited. If they don't get this right, <laughs> this brother said abduct Vince. Jesus, he said abduct him. You know, very, much, very much like what happened in the Attitude Era with uh, the Undertaker and the Ministry of Darkness. So, yeah, Jesus, you know, help us. Listen, I, wouldn't it be crazy if this brought back the Nation of Domination and you know, oh, man, oh, they, they all got together. They should, they, they should hire the APA to do it. I'm um, to listen. That would be it. That would be it. So. You know, it, it'll be interesting. But I'll say this. The SmackDown locker room is in solidarity for Kofi Kingston. And yeah, uh, if they all decide to walk out, Vince will have to do something, which maybe that's what's next. I don't know. All right. We're going to get on out of here. What a show. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. We love hearing your feedback. And here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. At C Major Beard on Instagram or Twitter, Courtney Beard on Facebook. I am I, I'm just bothered by this whole thing, so let's talk. And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and now Facebook at The Faction Show. We've got all sorts of great news and commentary that you can definitely be a part of and be involved in the discussion. And we did not get to talk about the appearance of Rey Mysterio's son, who we've not seen on WWE TV in about 10 years. Uh, very interesting, and I get the feeling that Samoa Joe is going to rough him up uh, before it's all said and done as we go into WrestleMania. So with that said, uh, make sure you're following us again, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show, and we'll see you next time. Until then, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB. We are The Faction, the true gateway to greatness.